The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Yeah, 307 on this, the Thursday edition of the 630 Chat Afternoon News. The Safer Communities and Neighborhoods Unit uh, is something I hadn't heard about mm-hmm. until just recently. It was in the news over the past couple of days as uh, it helped us uh, shut down uh, a drug house in northeast Edmonton. But anyway, it, it helps Albertans take back their neighborhoods by dealing with problem properties. Under the Safer Communities and Neighborhoods Act, SCAN targets and shuts down properties that are regularly used for illegal activities. So as you can imagine, this gives all Alberta residents the power to report derelict properties, drug and prostitution activities, and it's all done with 100% anonymity. And joining us now to tell us more about what they do is SCAN North Team Inspector Chip Sawchuk. Hi, sir. How are you? Good afternoon, uh, Andrew and Jaylen. It's so good to have you on the program. As Jaylen just mentioned, and I'm in the same boat, didn't even know SCAN existed a week ago uh, and then kind of tripped across it myself. I wonder if you, for our listeners, can you give us a kind of an overview of what you do and how long SCAN's been doing it? Well, we've, we've been in existence almost 10 years. Hmm. Um, it, uh, just to provide some overview, it was initially a private member's bill. Um, that was put forward by a fellow by the name of Art Johnson, and he was a retired police officer. And that was in the spring of 2007. The um, the act was uh, the Safer Communities and Neighborhoods Act was actually enacted on the 1st of October 2008, and we've been in existence ever since then. So we've been around for a while, and uh, just uh, a little bit about the act. Um, our mandate is to is to enforce the act, and uh, and make community safer it's basically uh created to to uh deal with these drug properties drug trafficking properties uh as you had mentioned um we uh we've been in it like i say we've been enforcing it for 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 almost eight years, so I'm kind of surprised you hadn't heard of them. Yeah, I've like, had a yeah, lot of... Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's just weird that we hadn't, to be honest with you, and it was a listener who brought it to my attention. And, and just to clarify, um, what you do is more civil than criminal, correct? I mean, it, you, we're not phoning to say, I need the police to raid this house. You're, you're taking civil means to stop activity that is illegal. That's correct. It is civil uh, civil legislation. Uh, so what our investigators do is we'll we'll get a confidential complaint from a community member, and we'll then look at that complaint. We investigate that complaint, and we try to determine if there is uh, if there's illegal activity. And we focus on uh, what we call specified use activity. So it's not all acti- It's not all criminal activities. Uh, so we we look at the production selling. Of, um, of controlled substances as defined by the uh, uh, CDSA, the Controlled Drug Substances Act. Uh, we deal with um, prostitution, child sexual abuse, and gang and criminal uh, activity. Those are the main things we, we focus on. So once we have that complaint um, and we're able to substantiate that complaint, what our investigators try to do in most cases is solve it informally. And uh, we we the majority of the time we are able to solve these these problems um, uh, informally. So when you say informally, Chip, and by the way, may I call you Chip? 
Yes, absolutely. Oh, great. So when you say informally, might that entail, say it's a rented property and you would then maybe go to the landlord and say, look, your tenant is doing this. We want you to end the lease, that kind of thing? Absolutely. We'll, we'll deal with landlords. Because what this civil act does is it holds property owners accountable for the activities occurring on their property. So they're the ones responsible. So if they're renting to problem tenants, mm-hmm. often they will, um, when our investigators approach them, they will, they'll either go through an eviction process, and at times that may not be successful, and then we have to go through a, a process where they'll go to the residential tenancies dispute hearing, and, uh, and it'll be dealt with um, in that, uh, through that service. So our investigators will assist um, property owners if they are going to get problem tenants out, if they're willing to. And, and at times we have property owners that aren't willing to uh, to evict tenants, and then we have to use other means, and that may involve a, a community safety order. Chip, um, just looking at the the latest news story, this this home that uh, you had been involved with uh, for quite a long time in the, in the community of uh, Newton recently, can you give us a rundown on on what happened here and the process? Because it was um, it's not an overnight thing. <laughs> no, a- absolutely. It, it, these are very uh, complex investigations, and um, our our sheriffs that uh, do these investigations. Um, they can they can be up to a few years at times, mm. and not normally that long. But uh, we have had instances where they have been um, quite extensive, you know, extensive as far as time goes. So in this particular one, we actually got the complaint in January of 2017, and it came in through confidential complaint through the community, and our investigators were were very you know quickly able to determine drug activity at the property. It. Um, it continued throughout the summer, and in July there was actually a shooting in the uh, the in the property where a female was seriously injured. Um, our our investigators at that point issued a warning letter to the property owner. Basically, that that warning letter they try to work with them to solve to stop this activity that's occurring in the neighborhood. Um, in but, this case, it was. But wasn't. do warning letters ever really work in situations like this when you're dealing with? elements like this it, with these prolific type drug houses yeah usually not okay. and that's why and that's why we have to move to um what we did in 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 this instance uh was a community safety order um and that property was extremely problematic and there was a homicide there in in august of 2017 so our our investigators drafted up uh an affidavit and we take that to the court of queen's bench and and as andrew had mentioned it is a civil process so it's a civil affidavit that they take forward and uh we were successful in in closing down this property and it's closed down for 90 days but we also have which is unique and we've been using that a lot more lately is is putting conditions on these properties because the act only allows us to close them for 90 days Mm -hmm. so what we do is we um in this instance, we we have conditions on the property for two years that uh, our scan investigators have to approve any tenants living with the uh, property owner and even visitors to the property in this instance. Huh. Wow. So that's sort of yeah. the background on that one. Yeah, so do you, do you work as well, though, with police? I mean, do you ever talk to police and say, well, listen, you should execute a search warrant on this place? 
Absolutely. Our our team, um, as I mentioned, we're we're with the province. We're sheriffs uh, attached to the sheriff's branch, but we work extremely close with both the Edmonton Police Service, the RCMP, and in the case of our partners in the south, out of based out of Calgary, with the some of the uh, police forces in Lethbridge, Medicine Hat. So we work with all the police very closely, and. Yes, we do. Often we'll have, uh, we'll assist, uh, we provide information to the police um, uh, with respect to warrants. Uh, they deal with the people. We try to deal with the property. Hmm. Okay. Um, and that's sort of how, how our collaboration works. And uh, on this particular um, instance that you were speaking of, this last community safety order we just did, we worked very closely with the police throughout this entire investigation. Hmm. So um, our mandates are different. But we really work very closely together. So we, we, we sorry, Andrew, yeah, no. we, we often talk about suspicious activity. I was and, just going to go and, there, and and, and uh, what some of us may think it is, mm-hmm. or maybe we think it is, but we don't know. What what are your suggestions for everyday folks who maybe have something that they believe is suspicious going on in the neighborhood? What what should they be looking for, Chip? Well, the, a lot of. Uh, it's not consistent with all the houses, but uh, mainly looking for um, a lot of frequent visitors, unusual traffic at odd times of the day or night that's attending the property. Traditionally, it can be very quick visits where you'll have a vehicle pull up, somebody's out and into the property, they're back into their vehicle within a minute or two, um, or uh, a situation where, you know, it's the opposite, where where you'll have uh, someone from the property come out to meet a vehicle very quickly, and then the vehicle's gone. You can have, um, you know, you look for different things around the property. I mean, it's not always the case, but a lot of these properties are in uh, disorder and disarray. Mm. Um, they're neglected. You may find the presence of, or presence of drug paraphernalia or maybe even odors from the property. Mm. At times you'll find maybe security cameras have been put up because some of these people want to watch the activities or or uh, or know who's coming to their property. Uh, these are just some of the things that uh, to watch for. Should 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 a neighbor should someone in the community go skulking about and try to find out more on the property? I would suggest not. I'd say you know if if you're seeing these type of activities. Um, the best thing to do is, is contact us, and, and we can con- be contacted uh, on our scan line or or through the Internet, and I can provide that information to you on the air, and I'd like to do that mm-hmm. um, at some point here. Um, so I would suggest it's safer to contact us. It, in the event you're having an issue, which is a... We're not a response unit, so if you have a situation where there's uh, a, a crime occurring in front of maybe a suspected drug house, you need to contact the Edmonton Police Service on that. Um, they're the ones that respond and deal with those type of situations. But if, you're, if you suspect that you're living next to a drug house or there's one in the area, get in touch with our, get the sheriff's branch, and we will, we will be, begin an investigation into it. So what do you need from a citizen then, other than, you know, a suspicion that something's uh, gone wrong there. I, I ask because I'm, I'm thinking about a situation where you just don't like your neighbor, so you get hold of scan, or you're not really happy with the fact that they never take care of their weeds, so you, you think maybe they're just not good people or whatever. I mean, what? How do you vet these to know that these are legitimate complaints, and what are you specifically looking for? What information do you need? 
Well, we certainly have a vetting process, and uh, uh, and we do look at that. We call those vexatious complaints where you have uh, neighbors that just don't get along. So. Um, initially, we'll do what we call an analytical package on the property. We'll 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 look at it. We'll we'll look at the intelligence that we have available to us through different systems, and we'll try to determine if there's uh, if we can substantiate the complaint that way. Then what happens is our investigators uh, are are very well trained at going out. And they will quickly determine if this is a, a drug-related type property, property, or there's criminal activity occurring, you know, on in relation to that property. Um, we have had a lot of complaints where neighbors just aren't ha- aren't happy with each other, and they'll make a complaint. But uh, that's what our investigations are there to to do, and uh, we can we can weed through those pretty quickly. So you're you're more than just uh, people sitting in front of computer screens looking at uh, paperwork, then you'll actually send somebody out to look at the property. I'm not going to get into exactly how we do it, but our (laughs) investigators do do have a number of different tactics they use um, to investigate properties, and uh, they they will go out, and they they do not sit in front of a computer. They're they're out. They're out working these properties. They're out, uh, and, um, yeah, through their investigative techniques, they're able to determine if there's... uh, if there's drug activity. You, you know, I have to ask, sorry, Jay, we're both so curious <laughs> about this. I have questions too. <laughs> yeah. Um, when people think about a drug house, when you say a drug house, right, in your mind, in my mind at least, you think, oh, I but you know what neighborhood that's in or, mm-hmm. you know, but really illegal activity could be going on in, in the most affluent residential areas. Is that true? You're absolutely correct. There's there's no one area in the city or uh, even in the province, for that matter, that's that's not going to have that isn't there could be drug activity at. We we have houses in all neighborhoods of the city that we've dealt with. Um, there's no one area that's that we're going to say yeah, it's more prolific in that area. It's spread throughout the entire city. So you're absolutely correct on that. We had a couple texts coming in saying, okay, well, why why can't the landlords do anything? Why can't the landlords evict yeah, these or people? Or why wouldn't they? Or why wouldn't they? And uh, so people wanting to know what kind of situations that the landlords are in. Are they scared of their tenants? Are they slum landlords? Are they in on, uh, you know, the, the drug dealing or the, the criminal element? Well, it, it could be a combination of all. Uh, I'll just speak to the... Uh, so landlords sometimes will get tenants in that are problems, and mm-hmm. they just and they could be involved in this drug activity or drug trafficking activity, and the landlord just is not successful in getting them out, and that's where our team will come in if they can if they can determine that there is illegal activity, drug activity uh, in the property, they will assist those landlords in getting in getting these. Uh, problem tenants out and they'll usually do that through uh, the residential tenancy um, hearing yeah. and that that is one way there are there are rooming houses and, and you mentioned rooming houses specifically where, where we do have some problems in the city with and um, we work with the owners to try to get people out and uh, we've actually have another uh, community safety order that we obtained just last week in court in relation to a rooming house, and we've put some pretty significant condition. The the order put some significant conditions relating to um, how many people can reside in the property, uh, how many uh, actual suites can be in the property. So we, 
we're not just all about closing down properties and, and displacing people. And in this one, we're working with the owner to try to basically clean that one up and make sure that uh, that um, we're not getting the criminal activity uh, uh, from the property. Uh, Chip, we're out of time, unfortunately. I, I could talk to you all hour. But you two, need to come in for an yeah, hour Yeah, you definitely sometime. do. You need to come in studio, and, and we need to chat. Or, or just pick me up after work, and we'll chat over a beer. <laughs> that um, would be fine, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, two quick questions. Uh, a yes. listener wants to know if uh, you only investigate in urban areas or if it's anywhere in the province. And, of course, we want you to give us the information as to how people contact you. We investigate all throughout the province, urban and rural. Um, We'll uh, we'll go uh, to just about any location. The only place we do not investigate is on um, on uh, on on native reserves. We do not uh, go on to uh, to the reserve properties, and that's basically because it's federally controlled. But other than that, we'll investigate problem properties anywhere in the province. Nice. And how do we get hold of you? And you get a hold of us by contacting us at. Uh, 1-866-960-7226 and you can just uh, put your complaint in you'll be uh, you'll probably hit an answering machine but leave your information your information is uh, confidential and we really work our investigators work to ensure that complainants confidentiality is is looked after and uh, you can also go on to the website or you go on the website www.alert dash ab dot ca slash scan and you can uh, lodge a complaint online as well inspector chip sawchuk joining us this afternoon we are so out of time yeah i'm going to owe Bree some money here to uh to for her to figure we, out we, do, we really appreciate the you job so you guys are doing over there and thank you so much for being so liberal with your time this afternoon that was fabulous and thanks very much for having me it's great to uh, spread the word you bet So big thank you to Inspector uh, Chip Sawchuk with SCAN, yeah. which is the Safer Communities and Neighborhoods Unit. Um, yeah, this is really interesting, and I, again, not sure <laughs> I hadn't heard about this before, but if you're looking for that number, it's one 866 Yeah, I'll give you the uh, website again, but then I'll tell you how you can find it more easily. The website is www.alert-ab-ca-scan, uh, but the way I found it, and it was one of you listeners who brought it to my attention, uh, I couldn't remember the website when I got home, so I just Googled uh, Edmonton, S period, C period, A period, M period, and first result from Google was the correct website Mm. address. So it's interesting. It takes only a moment to fill out a report. I don't know how I know that, but it does. Um, And they do follow up relatively quickly. But as the inspector told us, Mm -hmm. the follow-up's one thing. The actual eviction is another. It's a civil matter. It it could take years. Yeah, it can take some time, that's for sure. Okay, the 3.30 News with Eileen Bell is coming up. On the other side, more stories to get to. A reminder, we're done at 5.30 today as we make way for the City Ford Face-Off Show, which will start at 5.30. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.